If you're looking for one place, not only to get the challenges that many women struggle with in the workplace when sharing their accomplishments, but also somewhere that's going to list out eight questions you need to ask yourself to get your accomplishments in line and in order so that you can build a value statement or a conversation starter to not only open doors, but make connections, you've come to the right place. Looking forward to hearing your feedback. Jump in and don't forget to rate the podcast so more women can find it. Welcome to Career Strategies for Women That Work with me, JJ DiGeronimo. In each podcast, I design the format to share insights, tools, and inspiration for you to gain the momentum you need to catapult in the direction you desire. With this, you can find show notes in the description. Let's get started. So how do you like this title? It's not bragging, it's necessary to share your professional accomplishments strategically. I can't tell you how many women I talk to that are often rolling back or scaling back on the things that they share about their career. And many times we don't realize this, but in much of the research I've done for my second book, Accelerate Your Impact, I stumbled across a research study that talked about that women use twice as many words on their resume as men, but only a third of the detail. Only a third of the detail. Now, if you marry this with another research study, both of which I'll put in the show notes, that men are often assessed on what is possible, where women are assessed on what they've already accomplished, you can see why it becomes incredibly challenging in the workplace to really get to that next level of impact. And especially if we're holding back on sharing what we've previously accomplished. Now, of course, I'm not suggesting you run around and just tell everybody what you've accomplished, but I do think being strategic about making sure key decision makers, allies, and liaisons know what you're working on is really important. In fact, I can think back to a time where I had a job that I was in this job working for a vice president and they asked me to move out to California to take the next step in this team. However, I was tied to family and I had young kids and my husband has his own business. So I did not have the flexibility to move out to California. So they hired a gentleman in between my vice president and my role at the time. Really nice guy, but I had been at the company a long time. I was on a roll with my projects. I was producing a lot of content. And unfortunately, as he was starting to ramp up, I think he got a little bit excited about all the work I was doing. And he would roll all of my accomplishments up with his accomplishments to look like it was really happening from the top down. Now, at first, I didn't think much of this, but then as I started attending meetings and going to different discussions in the organization, they would often be referring to him and his work, which I thought was a little head shaking because I was thinking, wait a minute, I worked on that project or that's my deliverable. Instead of getting mad, well, let's be clear, I was mad for a few weeks, but I thought of a strategic way to share my accomplishments not only in my own team, but also with all of the other people, not only was I dot lined working with, but that helped me on different projects. So I would start sending out a weekly email with projects, commitments, and things 
in progress. I would send the email out and just highlight people where I was, what groups I was working with, what accomplishments we had made, what things were in the works, and even what things had fallen to the side. This was absolutely strategic for me. And at the time, I really was more writing it and sending out every Friday so that my work wasn't getting wrapped up as his work. Because what I found is that he was getting all these accolades and I sort of was in the shadows of what he was sending out. When in reality, that was my work. And I didn't mind sharing the accomplishments, but I definitely did not want to slide my hard work into his bucket. So one of the things I did was I sent out a weekly email to key people in the organization that were either working with me or had a direct impact or value based on the projects we were working on. Now, in doing so, this not only helped with my brand, but it also helped create some streamlined activities so that we knew what projects were going on. We didn't have a lot of duplication and we were answering questions about timelines, common obstacles, pending data that we were waiting for. And I think overall, it really became a theme, not only for my group, but also our department as a whole, that we were great communicators and we were getting things done. So it actually activated a much larger conversation and weekly status that helped everyone see the work that was being done. Two things happened. One, I sort of pulled my work and my accomplishments back under my team, but also I started to elevate my brand and the organization as somebody who could get it done as a leader and somebody who could take on complicated projects. This was incredibly helpful and really wasn't my intention directly, but it really gave me the confidence to write a weekly email that helped not only talk about the projects I was working on, but also help keep my brand on the forefront. Later, I actually used those emails as I was filling out annual reviews and 360 reports and other things that came my way that required me to condense the projects I was working on and the accomplishments that came out of them. So ask yourself, how do you keep track of all the projects you're working on? How do people know what you're working on? And how do people understand what level of impact you're making in the organization? I think for many of us, we just assume people know. But what I found lately is as people are giving me a call, as they're shifting positions or there's mergers and acquisitions or even people are out of work, I often ask women, what have you accomplished in the last three to five years? And I take a notepad and I really closely listen to everything they say. And every time they use a metric or a number or something that is measurable, I write it down. I can't tell you how many times that women share a lot of detail, but not a lot of measurable, action-based, metric-based content. So as you think about your work, how often do you share measurable outcomes or metric-based data? Now, I often find this is easy for women in sales to do because they're constantly being measured, monitored, and managed by their quota. So sometimes those things are a lot easier to document in your LinkedIn profile, your resume, or even your conversation. But when you move out of those types of roles, it's not always as easy to do this. I'm going to share with you some of the things that I think about when I'm trying to track my accomplishments with measurable data. 
So as you reflect on the last section of really thinking about how much do I share my accomplishments, do I think of those as bragging or do I use them as a tool to cultivate conversations and definitely a launching pad for where I want to have impact next? With that, I'm going to talk about eight specific questions that I ask myself and share in many keynotes and workshops with women. I think this is a great way to start cultivating thoughts, ideas, and eventually documenting these, not only on summaries or bios, but you can also put them in LinkedIn and even on your resume. These eight questions are things that I've put together because if you remember back, women use twice as many words on a resume, but only a third of the detail. So we really do have to condition ourselves to create more content around our accomplishments and specifically drive in as much as possible metrics, numbers, or any form of measurement that shows that you can pull the project across the line. Because I can assure you that many people don't even know what you're working on. And in fact, so many times people come to me and their entire team is let go or their manager was let go and they're trying to figure out what do they do with the other people on the team. And when I talk to women and say, okay, now tell me a little bit about who in your organization knows the work that you're working on. It's usually just one or two people. So as you're thinking about this, think about other ways that you can elevate the projects you're working on. Whether you write something about it, maybe share at a staff meeting, or you write about it in a customer success story, find other ways to highlight your work. Because oftentimes that defines your brand, and your brand and your network are what gets you many times to that next step of impact. So as you think about these eight questions, let me know if there are other questions. And note, I will add this worksheet to the show notes so you can download it for future reference. So the first question is, what are your most important projects in the last five to seven years? And when you think about those specific projects, what significant accomplishments have you achieved? Now, I really think about accomplishments in three areas. I obviously, one that many companies talk about is revenue, but there's also operations, If you're in the back office or you're streamlining how things are getting done, maybe you're adding an application, maybe you've changed a process, maybe you've updated a process, maybe you've brought in a partner. So what significant accomplishments have you done in the back office or operations-based? And the third area of measurement that I often think about is brand. What type of brand have you given value to, whether it's a product a process, or even the organization as a whole. So when you think about your significant accomplishments, can you list them out in different areas, revenue, brand, operations, and can you attach some form of metrics? The third question, what special projects were you assigned? And question four is, why do you think you were assigned these projects? Are you known for something in your organization or in your industry? And that could be in just getting it done, or do you have a special skill, or do you know how to use applications or databases, or do you have certain relationships that you've cultivated that help you get some specific projects done? So question number four again is, why do you think you were assigned these projects? Question five. 
What obstacles were you able to overcome during these projects? Did you have challenges with budget, staff, personalities, project timelines? The list is long, so really think about what obstacles you were able to overcome. Number six, what known milestones or related metrics were measured related to these projects? So outside of what you could keep track of, what did the organization or your leader or the department head note about these projects? Now with that, I think it's important to say that some projects don't really get the light of day, that you might work on it for a long time and nothing materializes. But if it's happening too, too often, then I think it's important you think about how to clarify whether or not you want to be on those projects. Because if you're working on a lot of projects that aren't really getting any visibility or are not important to the organization, I think you need to do a little self-check of saying, why am I saying yes to these projects? In podcast number two, Aligning Your Yeses, I include a four-page handout. And I think for many of us, just keeping track of why we're saying yes and how we're saying yes is super important. Number seven, what kind of recognition did you receive? Did you get an email? Did you get access to a particular meeting? Were you written up in a newsletter? Any type of recognition. And some of you may be thinking, are you crazy, JJ? I didn't get any recognition. Well, that's concerning a little bit too, because if this project has great milestones and it has significant accomplishments and it was specifically signed to you because you are known for something, but you didn't get any recognition, you know, I think there is some energy there that you might want to explore and say, you know what, am, am I doing enough to let people know what I'm working on and the results of what's happening? Because sometimes projects come and go, milestones are checked and accomplished and put in the books and set on the shelf. And I think a lot of times they don't really know sometimes how those have exactly gotten done. And it is up to us to share that with people when it makes sense. So you can bring it up in a staff meeting. Here are some of the things I've accomplished this week that, and these are the reasons they matter. Or if you have a one-on-one meeting, or if you have a quarterly or annual review, or you're looking to kind of meet other people in the organization, you can use these as tools to set up meetings to have conversations about some of the projects you're working on that could possibly that <laughs> that could possibly impact something that's important to them. So really keep in track of the recognition you received and the purpose of the project and the value it can bring at a larger scale than maybe what you're working on every single day. And number eight, who could you call on as a reference or a sponsor? So is there somebody that knows the work that you've done that can represent you in meetings you're not invited to? Is there somebody that's aware of how you work and what a great job you do and all the things that you move across the line? It's important that you tap on these people when you need them, but oftentimes they have to be aware of what you've done so they can act on your behalf. And that could be making a phone call, that could be speaking up in a meeting, or that could be putting you on a short list. So those are eight questions that I often encourage women to think about as they're looking to create more momentum based on the accomplishments they've already had. Now, many of you still may be thinking, oh, JJ, this is too hard. I don't know what to say. I don't know who to tell. And I'm going to talk more about this, but to keep in mind that 
Many of us are doing really great work, but if we don't share it with anybody, nobody knows. And oftentimes you need people that are your advocates, your mentors, and your sponsors in rooms that you're not invited to. So making sure that you can toot your own horn and share your accomplishments and definitely not let people take credit for your work. And I think the story I shared in the first section is really about finding ways to communicate the things you're working on. Not only helps you sometimes get things done, but it helps elevate your brand and make other people aware of your work. In the next section, I'm going to talk about a very specific value statement that I use to help me open doors, make connections, and let people know what I'm interested in working on. But it's super important that you do this part first so that you have the data that you need to create the momentum. A huge thank you to today's sponsor, or the alternative. That's spelled O-R. Or the alternative is a go-to product for me every single day. I use the Radiance Oil Face Serum and Face Moisturizer. It has a slew of amazing products that my face loves. And for many of you, you know when you get older, your skin starts to dry out, or maybe you're concerned about wrinkles, this product for me has been a game changer. The oil is made of natural vitamin E, grapeseed oil, rosehip, lavender, rosemary, and even tea tree essential oils, and my skin loves it. I love their mission, which reminds us every day that all natural alternatives exist. Their endeavor to create a new favorite vegan skincare product by perfecting all natural recipes that are developed by Orr and approved by people like us, her customers. Lori is the owner and founder. She's a friend of mine and I have been using her product for three years. She has graciously given us a 10% off your purchase of Orr, the alternative, by using the word accelerate. So pop over to the show notes. You can get the hot link to her website and you can definitely use this coupon accelerate for your trial of her products that I rave about. I give them out as gifts. And as I've already mentioned, I use them every single day. So thank you, Lori. And thank you, or the alternative for creating vegan skin care products for people who are looking for a natural solution. Now that you have the research that women don't share as much about their accomplishments and definitely not in a metric-based form as men do, hopefully that gives you a little freedom to say, you know what, I'm going to talk a little bit about the work that I'm doing. And then we talked about eight things to think about so that you can collect these metrics and data you can add not only to your conversations, but possibly your profiles, maybe a bio, and even discussions, especially if you're trying to gain momentum for another level of impact. This last section, we're going to talk about a value statement. Now, I've heard for years about elevator statements and personal pitches and your branding statement, but as you probably have learned by now, I'm pretty tactical and I'm really just trying to figure out how do I position myself in a way that gets people to ask some questions. Because for me to just spit out a statement and someone to nod their head, that's not really success. What I want them to do is ask me, well, why do you say that? Or how do you say that? Or why is that important to you? So I crafted a very easy three-line value statement with the goal of someone to say, tell me more, or I can help you. So I'm going to go through that right now for you. The first section, no surprise, is accomplishments. 
Now, for those of you that are trying to write this down or you're driving your car, don't worry. I put a worksheet together. It's in the show notes. You can download it with the eight questions I reviewed and this value statement section. This will help you just sort of get a flow down and note, you change this based on the people that you're talking to. So if you're trying to get on a board, you may change it for that particular board. If you're trying to get a document published or get promoted or get on a committee, you will alter this statement based on what you're trying to accomplish. So there's three lines. The first line is accomplishments or impact. And it's as simple as this. I have helped or led or advanced, and then you have a fill in the blank. Kind of like Mad Libs when we were kids. So I have helped, advanced, or led and then fill in the blank. The next section is really focused on your vision or your goal. I'm looking to get involved in, I'm looking to get involved in, fill in the blank. The third section. And I need your help, advice, or sponsorship with, fill in the blank. So this is just a really quick statement you can say. And it helps get the conversation going. And the reason I say this is I've talked to so many executives in my career, and oftentimes the conversation leads to talking about my kids, my last vacation, or maybe a customer at a very high level. When in reality, if I was much more strategic about when I entered the conversation, I would have something teed up that I want to talk about. And I would want to do this for a variety of reasons. Maybe I want to get this executive engaged in customers, or I want them to know more about my work, or I want them to help facilitate a partnership for me. So I think having a plan of different conversations you want to have with different people definitely helps you when you get the opportunity to talk to these people. And this is just a starting point. For example, I advance company X by leveraging my sales and strategy experience. My team and I identified and onboarded 20 new customers that benefited from our technology-based surgical products to minimize surgery recovery time. I'm looking to get on the board of a technology medical startup that can leverage my sales and go-to-market experience. And I need help meeting with someone that funds medical startups in this area. So very clear, I gave you a metric about I onboard customers. I talked about exactly what I was looking for and what I need to help with. This also will be in the handout so you can download it. But again, I think it's important to remember that you have to be able to share some level of accomplishments so that people know you're worth connecting, you're worth using their social capital to help you in your endeavors. Second, you have to have a goal. What are you trying to accomplish? And you have to have some sort of ask. And you can do this throughout a conversation. You don't need to tee this up one after the other. You could start the conversation talking about what projects you're working on, then let them talk a little bit. Then you would say, hey, this is one of my goals is to do this. How do you think that would fit into the organization or the industry? And then, hey, before you go, I was wondering, do you know somebody that funds medical startups in this area? Because I really would like to get involved more in the VC market for medical startups. Whatever your ask is, it really doesn't matter, but you need to have a plan. And I think for many of us, starting with being more comfortable on sharing our accomplishments strategically is 
absolutely critical. And so many of us downplay our accomplishments in fear of looking like we're bragging or we're trying to be something amazing, which we are, by the way, but that we were maybe taught at a young age not to brag, not to stand out, whatever the story was. Many of us hold back from really sharing our accomplishments. And in so many ways, it's holding us back on a much, much larger level. So with this, Feel free to share your accomplishments with me. You can send me a DM in LinkedIn or one of the social platforms, or you can share this conversation, this podcast with a girlfriend or somebody at work or even your women's group. I think so many of us need this real advice based on research that gives us the confidence to show up in a new way. So for those of you that have been sharing your accomplishments, congratulations. And if you can help other women and men share their accomplishments, talk about their goals, and practice their ask, you can be helping a whole generation of workers that can blow the doors off what is possible because they have people like you in their lives that are encouraging them to take that next step. So thank you so much for joining me here this week for the podcast. Be sure to rate it. It makes a huge difference. More women can find it. So leave a rating on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join me next time. Thank you so much. The show notes will include the download with the questions and the value statement. I look forward to being with you next time. Mm